0: This is Mortgage Lending Mastery. Get the knowledge you need from America's mortgage mentor with more than 35 years of experience and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings. You'll learn to advance your mortgage practice quickly and efficiently. Also, be sure to check out Jen's book, Launch, How to Take Your Business to New Heights. Available on Amazon. For a signed copy, contact Jen at jenduplessis.com. Now, here is certified mortgage planner and CEO of Kinetic Spark Consulting, Jen Duplessis. Hey everybody and
1: welcome back to Mortgage Lending Mastery. So, you know, occasionally I get questions from all of you and, and, you know, and I encourage it at every one of our shows, you know, to reach out to me if you have questions, you have topics you want to talk about. And I did, I got, I got, I mean, sometimes I do and I don't respond um, like I am now with the actual um, podcast. But one of the questions I received um, was, Hey, I, you know, I'm trying to break in, I'm listening to you and saying that you break in with, you know, um, relationships with insurance agents and I'm trying to break into an insurance agent and I'm just not having any luck because I just can't see where the benefit's going to be. I can give this person a lot of business, but you know, they just don't seem to be the type of person that does referrals. And immediately I picked up the phone and I called our next guest who is, um, a referral partner of mine. In fact, he's more than a referral partner. We'll talk about that here in just a minute. Um, and thought, you know what? I'm going to get Tony on, and we're gonna. I'm going to ask this question to Tony, and we're just going to see what we can do to answer the question for um, one of the listeners. So, let me take this opportunity to introduce my um, dear friend and colleague Tony. Uh, colleague, Tony Iannarelli, and he is with uh, Liberty Mutual. He's an insurance agent that I met through. Actually, Tony, we met you know, we talk about the great retrace and I know you talk about it too. And I know you're going to talk about it today, but we actually met through another uh, profit partner of mine, um, Angelique at a business mixer. And that's how we've kind of brought our relationship forward. But um, Tony uh, has been with Liberty Mutual since 2013. He's been insurance a little bit longer than that. Um, He's here in my area in Washington, DC metro area and, you know, he's really, really good. And he's one of the top salesmen, um, salespeople, I shouldn't say insurance agents at Liberty Mutual. So, Tony, welcome to Mortgage Lending Mastery. We're so happy to have you here today.
0: Yeah. Hi, Jen. Thank you for having me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So now, if you all will remember way back, there was um, a couple of, well, there's, there's been a, um, a podcast that we did about relationships, you know, and about profit partners. So Tony is not just a referral partner, but he's also a profit partner of mine, which means that uh, for those of you that are new and listening in for the first time or haven't seen or heard this um, this podcast, Tony is, uh, We we talk every other week for, it's supposed to be 15 minutes, but because we do every other week, okay. it's, it's a half an hour. And we, um, you know, ask very point, pointed questions to one another about how we can help each other's uh, businesses move forward. And so it's very strategic. Um, I'm not saying you have to have a, pro- a profit partner or power partner relationship with an insurance agent, but what we want to talk about today is how to have A relationship with a an insurance agent as a loan officer and Tony's got some really good thoughts on this so before we get started with that Tony why don't you talk a little bit about your practice um, and what you're involved in because you're involved in something too and I think that makes your you very unique and different from people that aren't in certain networking groups Um, but why don't you tell us a little bit about your your practice
0: sure so um, you know I've been in insurance now uh, since 20 2012. And um, it's been definitely a a learning curve because you you not only have to learn industry knowledge and and a lot of knowledge about the financial industry and some legal aspects uh, regarding insurance, but there's also another aspect where, um, you know, you're constantly meeting new people, you're going to events, you're uh, building your network. And I think when you're somebody who starts to build a network or wants to build on the network they already have, a lot of the time in the beginning, it's just how many people can I meet, you know, how many LinkedIn connections can I add, uh, to my profile? And, um, I think something that you've probably talked about before, but, uh, a lot of it really comes down to taking the people that you do meet and trying to make a, a little bit more, uh, positive benefit come out of those relationships and you know, all the time we yeah. you may meet somebody at some type of networking event. Right. And it's, oh yeah, we should definitely get together. Okay, great. And, uh, let's be honest, even from that point, a lot of times we don't get together again, but, uh, even the times that we do, um, you know, I think everyone can, can kind of reflect and think about these times. You might have a great meeting with someone initially. You set up a time to, to meet with him for coffee that goes well. And the next thing you know, you don't talk to them again. And, right.
1: uh, th- one and I done,
0: one and done, you know, and there's so much opportunity yeah. there. Uh, and of course, sometimes it's just not maybe a good fit. So there really isn't, uh, necessarily a need to try to continue that relationship but more more times than not I believe that there is an opportunity it's just we get busy with life we move on to the next thing on the calendar uh, you know snap our fingers twice and then we're, we're already halfway through the next year so right. um, I, I think right. with that being said you know I as far as my practice goes you know I, I focus on personal lines insurance so that is an, an individual's um, auto insurance their home insurance liability um, you know, so doing that, uh, a lot of times the, the angle I am taking is not you know, how, how much money can I save you in 15 minutes or less, uh, but it's, it's <laughs> a little more of a, a, a planning approach, right? Uh, I'm that guy in the conversation that's you know what happens if I get sued. That's where the things that I do become very, very real. And sometimes it's the difference between taking you know, half an hour to look at what somebody has make small corrections, oftentimes they're saving money, but if it costs them more, you know, five bucks a month, 10 bucks a month, that's the difference between owing someone else, you know, $700,000 or them not paying anything. So, right. uh, you know, those right. are the things that I like to do personally with my practice. And um, I know you mentioned uh, something about me networking and, um, yeah. you know, I guess how I've applied that, um, you know, I'm part of a, a BNI chapter called Nova connections and Tysons. And, you know, typically these are types of groups that are um, there to, to build relationships and, and essentially pass referrals. And you know, first glance you think, okay, well, I'm going to give referrals and I'm going to get referrals back, right? I'm sure for the uh, those in the, the mortgage industry who are asking that same question of how do I get, you know, some referrals from from my insurance agents, it, it doesn't necessarily work that way in that relationship, right? I mean, quite honestly, if I could give the same amount of referrals, you know, to a loan officer that they could give to me, I'm probably in the wrong industry if I've got so many people that are coming to me to get, a, get a, a loan, right? So I think what it comes down to is when you operate in an environment where you've got a bunch of different people in different professions, you start to learn, you know, some people it's going to be a much easier way to connect them to people and give them referrals than others, right?
1: Right. Right. For example. Yeah. And well, I was going to say, and we'll talk about that here in just a few minutes because, you know, we did talk about that offline about how we wanted to make sure that we talked about it. So don't lose that thought. Um, But I want to kind of go back to the beginning, you know, to our relationship, because if if this person is asking, you know, how did you do it, Jen? It wasn't that we're just here and we're partners and we're trying to, you know, um, strategically figure out how we can help one another. Right there's a beginning and we're in the middle. Right. So, so, you know, looking back on the, when you came into my office the first time, you know, remember Mm -hmm.
0: that Yeah,
1: coming into the first office and I said, you know, um, Hey, I'd like to meet you. Um, and I think I called you a couple times because I said, I haven't heard from you. (laughs) So, Hmm. you know, are you still interested in meeting with me? And you said, yeah, yeah. And so you came in. So, if you, if you can remember back, and even if you can't, um, you know, explain to everybody, you know, maybe my approach, maybe what I had to say. I mean, what was it that was a trigger that, that I did as a loan officer that maybe someone else could emulate that said, hey, you know what, I want to work with Jen. I definitely want to work. Uh, with her and, you know, have a long-term relationship. Can you, can you remember why, or even now, why you want that relationship?
0: Absolutely. And if I'm totally forgetting what actually happened and just going off selective memory, forgive me. But you know, I think when we, (laughs) when when I went into your office, you know, it wasn't a typical uh, follow-up sit down meeting from when you meet somebody at a networking event, right? It wasn't necessarily a, a meet and greet, you know, coffee, let's just talk, you know, real quick about what we do professionally and then just kind of have more of a social conversation. Uh, It was very intentional when we first sat down, right? And we kind of knew Mm -hmm. why we wanted to reconnect. We wanted to see if there's a way that we could develop, uh, you know, a beneficial relationship between the two of us and, and, and be a benefit and a resource for each other's clients. So that first meeting, to my memory, I mean, we really dug into kind of you know what are what do we stand for? you know what are our ideals when we work with a client, yeah. what are our our overall goals and what do we try to achieve? Um, I think that was kind of the 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 first you know big portion of that conversation, and then we dipped right into what does our process look like, yeah. right?
1: Right. Oh, big time. That's right. I forgot about that because that was something I asked you was what does your process look like? I want to know. And I think you said, you know what? I don't have, I don't really have one. I'm going to go make one. And I think you went and you made one. I mean, you had one in your head. Right. Maybe, right. Well, because that's, I remember that's, you going, I went back and I was so inspired. I made a process.
0: <laughs> right? Well, it's, it's one of those things, Jen, where, you know, if I'm training a new rep, you know, a new insurance agent, oh, I've got a process. I've got tons of processes but when I sit down next to you <laughs> and we've got, you know, I've got, uh, Jen, the mortgage planner with, with a, a, an 80 step process, all of a sudden I'm feeling a bit unprepared, you know? <laughs> right,
1: so right, we, right. we, so
0: yeah, after, after seeing that, um, you know, it, it kind of resonates why it is good to have it written out, you know, kind of the difference between having a goal in your head and a written goal, you know, and how you can track it and, and mm-hmm. stay to the process and, You know, even further, Mm -hmm. implement a team into your same exact process. You're on the same page. But um, I guess to to just bring it back to you asking me about that first kind of one-on-one session that we had together, it was very intentional with what we were looking to accomplish, which was get to know each other a little bit better, you know, understand each other's processes and and, and kind of point of views and, and what type of impact we could have for each other and our clients. And uh, I mean, it was almost like a qualifying type meeting that was not just, uh, you know, fluff and, and, and pretty words, but very detailed on process and, and what we do to, to help people. Is that what you got from it?
1: Right. Well, and it, yeah, and it was intentional like that. Um, you know, that's how I meet my partners the first time I, you know, have a sit down with them if I've met them in a networking event or whatnot. And, you know, going back to one of the philosophies I have in this is that what one of the things that we all fail, and, you know, in in sales generally to forget is that when we're meeting with someone that it's an interview process, um, It's it's not... Gee, I hope this insurance agent likes me. I hope they like me, and if they don't like me, they won't work with me, because it's it's three pronged. It's either they're going to like you and want to, you know, move forward, and sometimes that fails too because it's not um, systematic and strategic um, and in depth, right? And the right the wrong questions are asked, or not the right questions are asked. The second thing that could happen is that the person decides that they don't want to work with you and they tell you, you know, hey, I've got, you know, my brother is a lender and so they're not going to work with you. Or in your case, you know, my brother's an insurance agent, so I don't want to work with you or there's just not a connection. But what we fail to forget or we fail to recognize is that there's a third option whenever we're meeting with a potential um, partner and that's that I might not like them. You know, that's okay, mm-hmm. too. It, so it doesn't have to be either they like me or they don't like me. It's I might not want to work with them either. And so I remember distinctly, because I do this a lot anyway, but I remember saying, well, you know, thanks for coming in. It was great talking to you. You know, I, I only have space for a few people. Um, so let me, let me kind of think about it. And maybe what we can do is get back together again. And I remember you standing there and almost like stomping your foot and saying, but no, I already want to be a profit partner of yours. And I go, I, mm-hmm, yeah, I just need to think about it. <laughs> I I distinctly remember you saying that. Um, and so, you know, so if you're listening in you know, you can, it's not a game I'm playing, but, but it is a little bit of hardball, you know, where it is that I'm making a decision here too. It's not one sided and, you know, making that decision. And, and I had to make that decision. You know, I had subsequent to that, we had to address a concern I had and um, we addressed it. And I said, okay, you're in, you're in. And um, so it's okay to go through those, you know, and, and for me that concern wasn't a negative thing, it was just lack of clarity, right? And a lot mm-hmm. of times that's what objections are, lack of clarity. And so I said, you know, I, I need to kind of think about this and you kept hounding me and, and here we are, you know. And and I love it because I hounded you to be to meet and you said, Hey, I wanna be your profit partner. So, um, So the moral of that is, you know, if you meet people and you're going to, you want to have a relationship with an insurance agent or any other referral partner, but here today we're talking specifically about an insurance agent. um, It's not enough to just hope that they want to work with you. You've got to be strategic and figure out, you know, how the person works. Um, I shouldn't say what their morals are, but, you know, what their philosophies are, their business philosophies, and make sure it aligns with you. If it doesn't, say goodbye. Move on to the next person and... You know, it doesn't have to be the very first insurance agent that you run across. So, all right. So we decided that we were going to be profit partners and we have our meetings on a regular basis and whatnot. So I'd like for you to just talk about what you were just going to mention, because I think this is a really valid, huge point, specifically because as loan officers, one of the things that we hear from realtors all the time is. I give you all these leads and you've never given me a lead. Mm-hmm. And and you know this too, having been in your B&I with your loan officer in your B&I, the loan officer does not give as many leads to the realtor as the realtor gives to the loan officer. And here we are again, but the tables are turned. This is where right. loan officers say... I give leads, so many leads to insurance agents, you know, for all these loans I do and they don't give me leads. So let's talk about that dynamic.
0: Sure. And, and, you know, I think just to be very to the point of why may that be occurring, right? Realistically, an insurance agent is not going to get as many opportunities to find somebody who is actively looking for a loan officer for the new home that they're purchasing. And unless, right. unless I happen to fall in a weird, you know, portion of the insurance industry, by the time they're reaching out to me, we're typically about 30 days out from closing. So, you know, it's very few and far between that I find an opportunity to give a referral when it's someone who is, is going for a, a new purchase. Um, of course, pending on uh, the insurance agent, right, and how in-depth, if, if they're just doing a quick quote for somebody in 15 minutes, and I, I say it jokingly, but I'm being, I'm being serious at the same time, right? I, can't, I can absolutely create a quote in 15 minutes and tell you a price and you can make a decision. That's, that's definitely achievable. But I can't do anything to look at what coverage you have and tell you which coverage you need and then move forward from there in 15 minutes. And I think that's, right. that doesn't same that discovery. Doesn't that sound thing.
1: familiar? Yeah, doesn't that sound familiar, guys? You know, it's the same thing. We can give a rate quote lickety-split but we can't do an in-depth analysis without getting questions answered. So it's the same thing. And I think that what happens is we get so wrapped up in our own world that we're not looking at that and recognizing and being open to opening our eyes to the fact that this can happen to other industries as well. It's not just our industry. So how often do we run across clients that we get before the realtor, right? That's one. hmm very seldom compared to how many times we get the client from a realtor. Not to say that we don't get clients, but just like Tony's saying here, he he also has that same thing. He he could be a loan officer talking on this call for for lack of a better, right? The, your mm-hmm. opportunities. So, okay. so because of that, it's not tit for tat. It's not, I gave you one quick pro quo. I gave you one, you should give me one. I gave you two, you should give me two it's not that. So where do we take a relationship? So if, you know, a loan officer is listening in and they're saying, okay, so now I'm getting it. That, yeah. The insurance agent is going to get a bunch of, a bunch of leads and I'm only going to get one maybe here and there if that, right. Um, mm-hmm. Where do we take that relationship? But before you answer that question, explain the dynamic of what you make her deal. Oh, I, oh absolutely.
0: Loaner. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, On average, someone in my role as an insurance agent, you're selling a home insurance policy, you're typically making 10 to 15% of the annual premium for that first year, okay? So that annual premium, you know, typically, especially when you have a brand new home, newer construction, it's not necessarily just because it's an expensive house, it's a big loan, it's going to cost a lot for home insurance. Typically, home insurance in a standard situation is going to run someone anywhere from, you know, $700 up to $1,100 per year. So on that one deal, that might be an $800,000 loan. The insurance agent may have a $1,000 insurance policy they're putting in place and may make $100 off that one transaction. $800,000 loan, I mean, you tell me, I guess on average, what, what type of commission is that like for a loan officer?
1: Right. Well, it, depend, it, it depends on their structure, but it could be anywhere from an $800,000 loan. Well, we're talking about our area, right? Yeah, that's the
0: national right. The average is quite right. a bit lower, but, yeah. you know,
1: I would, I would say that, uh, you know, loan officers making, on average, loan officers are making between $1,500 to uh, $8,500 per loan, okay. give or take. Okay, some more, so, some way more, but that's what averages are for. Yeah.
0: Right. Right. So, you know, with that being said, right, obviously for someone in an insurance role to, to typically, uh, you know, stay afloat and more importantly, I guess, thrive and get to where they want to be there, they need to be taking a lot more swings. They have to get a lot more hits. Right. Uh, you know, yep. unfortunately, when they're rowing the boat, it takes them a, a lot more strokes to get the same distance if we're looking at this from a, a financial perspective. Um, so I think that's one of the things that, that why you are, you know, you're you, like you've already said, you're not going to see one for one coming back or one for two. Um, that, that's part of the reason why I think there, there could be a big disconnect for the loan officers out there that are, are seeing, you know, very little or absolutely nothing from their insurance agents.
1: Yeah. Yep. And and again, I'm gonna keep going back to this. We could take the same scenario. The average loan officer makes between fifteen hundred to eighty five hundred dollars per loan on the same transaction for a real estate agent, they're making sixteen, twenty-some thousand dollars. So, you know, Mm -hmm. it it is the exact same situation. I'm trying to I'm trying to shine a light on the fact that people ask this question to me all the time about how do you break in there? I've tried it and I don't get business from them. It is different. And, and you need to understand that you're, you're asking for the same thing that a real estate agent is asking from you. It's like, where, where's the business? Where's the business? So if it mm-hmm. isn't going to come like that, then let's talk about how our relationship actually does work.
0: Sure. Sure. Uh, you know, and, and a lot of the, the reason why when we first sat down, I was so intrigued and I knew that, that you were somebody I'd want to consistently speak to is I think we are very like-minded with a, a lot of different aspects of our, our just our business life and our, our, our social lives, our networking lives. Um, we had a lot of very common um, things that we, we do and we like to do. And I think one of the biggest things um, is – What's the old saying, right? You, you give someone a fish, they'll eat for the night. Teach them how to fish, they'll feed a village. I, I probably really ruined yep. that saying, but it's along the exact same lines.
1: <laughs> no, um, I know what it is. Yeah, yeah.
0: Right? I mean, Jen, would you rather me give you two people that are, that, that are referrals to you that may or may not be using you for a loan, or what if I introduce you to a powerhouse realtor that's going to be giving you four or five a, a month?
1: Right. That's, that's kind of yeah. the idea. The two, right? Number two, the latter. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
0: So I think uh, it comes down back to where we started. Right. With how do you make those relationships a bit more meaningful? It's it's that communication, you know, between you and I and, and determining what are you trying to do? Uh, you know what I'm trying to do. And then more importantly, you know, assuming like I know I can give you somebody who says I need to talk to a mortgage planner. Right like we've already talked right. about that's not happening every day or once a month even or maybe even once a year pending your, your client base it's it needs to be more proactive of you know Jen if I were to introduce you to it to maybe a professional connection or association um, you know who are you looking to be connected with that may give you a, a benefit and kind of help you with your personal goals right. If I don't ask that question or even worse if you don't tell me right there's, there's no way I'm going to know. And, and without me knowing of this additional way to help you, I mean, we're already dramatically limiting the the potential of that relationship and what we can do to help each other out.
1: Bingo. Yeah. And I talk about that all the time is, you know, the, the four questions that I ask, you know, each time and you and I practice these questions, you know, on a weekly basis or a bi-weekly basis when we're talking and, you know, and that's key is who do you want to be connected with? And I think that you can follow up with it as well um with uh you know why because you and I had this discussion not too long ago in in one of our calls and I said, Well I don't understand why uh you need you want to meet these people. I'm not getting the connect here. So help me understand Mm -hmm. it, right? So it's not just Mm -hmm. enough to say who do you want to be connected with and for you to say uh car dealers and I go, Okay. I don't know why, but I mean, I do know for car dealers,
0: (laughs) but there was one
1: connection you wanted and I was like, what, why would you want that connection? I go, oh, I get it now. So it's not just enough to get the, ask for, you know, who people want to be connected to, but also to understand and have them explain how that connection will help their business so that you can be better at identifying the right partners and then obviously better at doing the actual introduction to them because it makes more sense, not just, I've got this insurance guy who said that he wanted to be introduced to car guy, car guys, right. But a clarification of it. That makes sense. Mm
0: -hmm. Mhm. Mhm. And if I could add something,
1: what are some of the things? Oh yeah, go ahead.
0: And this is, I mean, this is, I think a, a strategy that I have been doing that I feel like is an absolute no brainer. And anyone listening that wants to, get more out of their insurance agents. Of course, they, these relationships, both parties have to be willing to help each other, right? As long as they're both willing to help each other, um, typically, who's calling your phone for referrals, Jen? What profession? Uh, realtors. People like me. Not realtors, insurance agents, right? We're, call, or we're calling you all day because we want you to send us business.
1: Oh, oh yes. uh uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah. then we we move up the scale. Yep. Yeah. Mhm. A lot of ins- a lot of insurance agents though, because you know can't close that loan without the home insurance. Well then you know typically you've got a lot of um, mortgage professionals and loan officers. They're reaching out and looking for more realtors, right? Well, I feel exactly. like not often not often insurance agents they're not always finding realtors. They're they're going to loan officers. So. I kind of realized, you know, every time I talk to a loan officer, sometimes it seems like I happen to be like fifth or sixth in line, you know, uh, to to ever get a referral or create a relationship with that person. But when I'm meeting a realtor and then they introduce me to their loan officer, or even if they don't have a strong one, that now gives me an opportunity to introduce them to you, Jen, right, and and, and kind of Mm -hmm. help in a certain way. And it's just, I think it's just a very simple thing to do. Nothing crazy about it. It's just shifting focus over a little bit. And that, then it becomes a bit more beneficial, I think, for both parties.
1: Right. So it's, you know, I've given you, you know, as a loan officer, I've given the insurance agent, you know, four or five referrals and the insurance agent, you know, hopefully they'll ask, you know, Hey, you've given me four or five referrals. How can I help you? But if they don't, You know, and they say, hey, thanks for the referral. And you say, you know, as a loan officer, I say, you're welcome. You know, one of the ways that you could help me and thank me for the referrals I've given you is who do you know who is a, um, you know, good producing real estate agent that you would feel comfortable introducing me to? Not, hey, if you ever know any real estate agents that might be good for me to meet, I'd love to have a chance to meet them. But who right, do you specifically exactly. know? Who are you working right. with right now that is, a, is an awesome real estate agent that you would feel comfortable introducing me to? That would be a great way to say thank you to me.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's low pressure on me, right? Yeah. You're not asking yeah. me, uh, Tony, uh, who do you have that you know right now that's looking to buy a house in the next two months? My answer is probably going to be no sure. all the time. Right. <laughs> and the ones that I do know, yeah, yeah, I got you a know? database of oh. renters. Yeah. yeah. And of course, just mm-hmm. like you said, right, that, it, you know, if, if you meet or when you meet, it'd be nice to, that's another thing. But when you have a little more intention and you're being much more specific, it's not like you're asking me to, to open up my bank account and sign up for something here. You know, do you know any right. top producing right. realtors that would be open to an introduction? you know, to, to meeting me for coffee, Yeah. you know, low stress. Yeah. I mean, no one's going to freak out about that. Uh, and it's very easy to set up. And that's where we can find right. that value and you're gonna going say back great from insurance things. to you.
1: Right. And you're going to say great things about me, right, as the loan officer. And I'm going to say great things to reiterate and strengthen your relationship with that realtor when I meet them and say, oh, gosh, you know, isn't he great? And I'm so glad he put us together. And, you know, and then from there, you know, it's up to us that we're having good quality, you know, conversations that we follow up with them. Certainly, you know, but I mean, that's just a very low key way to do it. And again, this is the difference between the fish and the fishing pole, you know, the fishing pole is Mm -hmm. what I, I, you know, long for. Um, so there's some other ways too, that we can have, um, that we can strengthen relationships and, and work together. And, you know, the, the other way and the more light, I'm going to say the more lighthearted way, but the more, this isn't the way that that you and I've talked about, but it is a way to to do this. Is that you know your database of renters is a great way for you to provide value to your clients, um, to your renters, for me to be able to um, show my expertise by having a first time homebuyer seminar. You know, one of the things that loan officers do is that they have first time homebuyer seminars with realtors all the time, and the realtors don't have clients to have the first time homebuyer seminar, which is why. A lot of them end up being just one or two people. Um, they uh, and so that I mean that that's the first part about um, that database, right? But also mm-hmm. it provides you with value because you already have the database of renters. But it provides value to the clients because you're helping them move into the home ownership realm you know, being able to write them a home ownership policy as opposed to a rental policy. And it was all because you did the introduction. So that's another way that loan officers can work with insurance agents instead of realtors for that particular market, right? So if it's not successful for you to have a first-time homebuyer or you haven't been successful with a first-time homebuyer seminar, with realtors or putting them on your own, this is another avenue that you could um, potentially explore. So it's the agent giving um, other opportunities, not just a deal, a deal, a deal, right? Um, Right. That's one way. Yeah, go ahead.
0: It's important because these are all great ideas and, and strategies that we're talking about, right? But what happens when you have somebody listening, talk to their insurance agent and say, Hey, I'd love to, to, you know, be introduced to some of your, your folks, your, your clients that are renters, you know, and however they want to phrase it. And, and maybe that insurance agent goes, yeah, okay, great. What about, what happens when nothing happens there? You know, or, or what if they, they have, they have an objection to that, you know, for whatever reason, they, they can't do that or this or that. Um, Cause I think it's important because pending, you know, I, I think maybe that same person who asked you about this question, right? That we're having this topic right now. I believe mm-hmm. you said that person mentioned that they don't seem like the type to give referrals. I don't know what right. that really means, you know, <laughs> but, but the picture well, I get in my what it, head. What it
1: means is that, that there's the disconnect. Yeah. It's, it's the scale that you're talking about. It's not that they don't give referrals. It's that they're, they they do not have the opportunities that the loan officer is expecting.
0: Right. And, and you know, you I think know, it's, it's we can, fix, we can fix if we don't know how to do it or we can't find the opportunity, right? Absolutely fixable. Right, right. Um, and and I, I guess I'm bringing this up because if, if the insurance agent isn't sure that they can do it, maybe they're questioning, how is that gonna feel for their client? Are they gonna feel like that's soliciting them? And I think it's important to remind them. I mean, gosh, you might be talking to somebody who's been renting for, for 15 years, who's paying more money monthly than they would be to buy something. And the only reason they haven't bought anything is because they didn't know any better. And just by simply Mm -hmm. bringing that up to them and giving that opportunity. Yeah. I mean, of course we're, we're accomplishing what we're, we're, our agenda is here to help get some business to you as the loan officer. But at the same time, that's a massive value add to that, that client you have that's been renting. And I think it's important to kind of remind that being that that's kind of part of the why here, right? What's in it for them. What's in it for the, the person mm-hmm. who's renting? And it's exactly that. So I think if, if there's, for some reason, a hesitation, or perhaps both parties agree, but nothing is coming out of it, you know, it's, let's pretend it's an unspoken object, objection. we got to figure out what it is yeah, and why. Right. And I think oftentimes it may be a question of where's the value. Just bring it up in, in something mm-hmm. similar to that to reassure them, this is why we need to do this.
1: Yeah. I, I agree. And well, that's what I was saying too, is that the value for them in one they're giving value to their clients and they'll be remembered. But the other part of it is that, um, you know, now they'd have may have the opportunity to write a homeowner's policy as opposed to the other. And and that might be one way, right? I'm just speculating, but this is why the questioning part, part of a relationship is so important for you to come back and say, well, why is it so important that you have, you want to talk to my renters? You know, um, mm-hmm. I mean what's what's in it for me the whole with them right and and it's just part of that relationship and that's why we can't go in pitching it doesn't matter what business you're in because people that are listening to this podcast are not all in mortgages you just can't go and pitch a referral partner without doing some digging and deep you know digging deeper to find out you know what makes them tick um, So I think you bring up a really valid point there, you know, and making sure that there's, that everybody, it's win, win, win for everybody. Um, Okay. So the one thing that, that we, we talk about doing quite a bit, right. Um, And and by the way, there's another way that, that loan officers can help too, because you, if you don't have a relationship with an insurance agent and you've closed a hundred loans in your career, 50 loans in your career, you have 50 clients, that got insurance from somebody you don't have a relationship with, why wouldn't you then mm-hmm. offer a second opinion, a look-see, some type of thing? Because I know you do this quite a bit, Tony, where you're saying, look, I, you know what, I might tell you to stay where you're at, but I also might show you where you're not getting the coverage. Yes, it's $5 cheaper a month, but it's a $700,000 difference in a payout, right? right. And so as loan right. officers, we can also help and reverse the, that and say, you know, I'd like to pay, I'd like you to just um, patronize my, my relationship with my insurance agent. He's really good. Just take a, um, an annual checkup as part of your annual review and say, Hey, would you like to have an annual review of your insurance policy as well? And your insurance agent partner will absolutely love that opportunity to be able to mm-hmm. move some insurance around. And if you don't have any, binding relationships with any other insurance agents, then sky's the limit, right? If you have binding relationships then don't have those people call, you know, they're off limits. They're not allowed, you know, because you don't want to hurt that relationship. I mean, I would never do that to you, Tony, right? If you had written a policy for somebody, I would never have another insurance agent call for that policy. Um, But we, but you and I've been talking about something different and that's, um, That is employers, right? So do you want to, yeah, you want to talk about that a little bit? I, I like you talking about these from your perspective rather than me. So I keep throwing them to you to make the conversation go.
0: And it works out perfectly, Jen, because, you know, I like to talk anyways. So perfect relationship. (laughs) Um, And, and earlier, you know, you mentioned that I had asked for an introduction to someone or something, and you were confused as to why I asked for that. I'm pretty sure it yeah. was what we're about to start talking about right now, right? I think I yeah. asked for yeah. Uh, yeah. HR directors, you know, yeah. um, HR directors. And, and I think this comes back to, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of having a different perspective. It's, it's very easy for us sometimes, and I say us, I'm referring to, let's just say, you know, you, me, everyone in, in our side of that, that real estate transaction where we got a lot going on. We're missing calls, we get emails yeah. coming in, we've got things closing, we've got rates changing. Um, even though we try to be the best planners and set goals, we very easily get sucked in to only working in the business with not putting any time to working on the business. Is that fair? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and you know, once it, of course, there's always a time that you have to just put your head down and grind. Yeah, you gotta get things done. But you know, sometimes it gets to <laughs> a year goes by and you're wondering, wait, why am I not focusing on this anymore? And you start to develop these mindless habits where you know y- your focus is not maybe not centered with what you're trying to accomplish. So I bring that up Correct. because yeah. you know yeah. uh, things are going really well for me right now, just from a production perspective. Um, you know, a lot of my my clients that I'm getting, a lot of the referrals I'm receiving, a lot of it is real estate based right that's a great thing you know i mean in our area even i feel like even countrywide when there's sometimes a bit of a a dip in in the industry and production i mean we seem to be fortunate here where a lot of times things are still moving to some extent my concern Mm -hmm. though is we haven't really had a down housing market for a couple years so what happens if that slows down what am i going to do all of a sudden if i'm expecting five, six referrals a week for home insurance and those aren't coming in anymore. Right. And I think that's kind of that big picture planning and when I say working on the business, kind of trying to be able to pull yourself away a little bit, have a 10,000 foot view and think to yourself, you know, how can I diversify my lead sources, my referral sources and where I'm getting my business to to really create more of a, a bulletproof practice so that you know, no matter what happens in the industry, I'm not going to zero. You know, I still have things going on. And I think one of those things is having an audience to speak to, right? Having a bigger audience. Right. Of course, you have an audience, you've got a massive audience listening to this podcast right now. But it's a little bit different when you have someone that may be listening to a podcast as they're, they're hitting the treadmill or they're in the car driving, right? a little bit different audience than when you're having a tailored, direct conversation of how do you best set yourself up to buy your first home? Right. Or what do you do to really maximize the benefits of your insurance carrier while minimizing costs of stuff you don't need? Right. That type of conversation I love having in front of an audience where maybe I'm bringing lunch, you know, I call them a lunch and learn, All right. Mm-hmm. So you cater lunch for some people, people will sign up in RSVP, they typically will stick you, and I say they, I'm referring to some company, some employer, where you've already had an agreement, where I'm gonna come in, teach people about, you know, for me it's gonna be insurance for about 30 minutes to an hour while they eat lunch, and that's it, have some Q&A at the end, and then we'll sign up to, to have some meetings afterwards. Um, that's a phenomenal audience to have. Um, it really is. Cause you know, you probably had some of those consultations where, you know, those clients that you just love, you ask them for things and they get them to you like immediately.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's great. And then they're engaged. They ask great conver. They ask great questions and it, it's cause they, they, they want to know, well, remember this is something that it might be a hundred, 200 person company. They're broadcasting. If they're showing up, there's a little bit of interest. And even if that interest is only in the, the, the food you're bringing, that's okay, too. You know, you just get a couple extra butts and seats yeah. for the conversation. Um, but I've You'll noticed when something. I do these, right, they'll learn something. And they're, they're yeah. there. They're either going to gonna be staring at their sandwich and listening to you or be staring at you at the same time. Like, one of the two things are happening. Right. They're there to hear you, sure. though. And I've just noticed when I do these, and, of course, you don't. You can't tell, you can't have, here's the process from buying a home from A to Z and try to fit that into 30 minutes, right? I mean, the eyes are going to glaze over, no one's going to know what we're talking about, and it right. may not be the best thing. But um, very commonly, I'll have an, uh, I'll call it a crash course to insurance, auto 101. And really, it's just, we learn about the basic mechanics of a policy, what, what, what coverages we should really focus on maximizing, because it's a good, good bang for the buck, and which ones should we minimize? and then just simple strategies on how do we best set this up, and maybe we'll debunk some insurance myths. You know what I mean? Enough that I can fit into maybe 30, 45 minutes um, when I do these things. And I've kind of learned as I've gone on. Um, people typically have car insurance if they live in our area, you know, and, and I'm meeting people in Herndon, Reston. There's not a lot of direct, you know, a metro doesn't pull up to the, the, the door of the, the building. Um, people have some type of home insurance here typically. So I will ask that HR director, or whoever I'm working with to coordinate this, you know, here's the session and what it's going to entail. Here's what we're going to learn. And I encourage people that are joining to bring a copy of their current coverages so they're more engaged. I mean, this is for them. It's going to be customized for them. They'll be asking certain questions. Um, Right. I do these things because you know what? If people aren't buying houses for some reason, we have a bit of a dip. People are still going to be at these employer groups. You know what I mean? economy takes a hit for some reason maybe it's even more important that we do correct the coverages because they want to make sure their cash flow isn't extended more than it has to be and maybe they also are even more cautious that hey I was okay with a $2,500 deductible three years ago but now that we don't have as much of a household income maybe you want to make it more reasonable it just gives you a great audience to to work with and then once you do the first seminar I mean when it doesn't even have to go, it doesn't even have to be like an A plus session, you know, as long as it's not a bad session, there's people that get value out of it. They want to talk to you. There's a good chance you'll be coming back again. So right. that's kind of something that so, I was taught when I went to Liberty.
1: Yeah. And you know, and so I do the same thing and have done the same thing for years. And so when, when you brought it up, the day that you brought it up, I thought, I thought, well, why are, you know, why do you want this? I mean, just getting perspective of it. And so I, you know, Mm -hmm. I thank you for explaining that. I wanted everybody to really hear that out from your perspective, not from our perspective, because obviously if the market dips, we're not going to be going running into HR to, to talk about (sighs) homeownership and policies. Right.
0: Right. Right.
1: So, so it's different for us. I mean, the purpose for us. And so one of the things that we talked about when you and I were yakking about this is that, you know, every, every single person that comes to you who wants insurance has a job. Every single person Mm -hmm. that comes to me who wants a loan has a job right now, whether they qualify or not is a whole different thing, whether they qualify for insurance with bad credit or whatever is is a whole different thing. But everybody who we work with every loan that we close, somebody has a job and they're either self-employed and it's an opportunity for you um, to get some type of insurance. They're self-employed and they have a staff that I can get to that might buy a house, right? Or that Mm -hmm. already has a house and I can refinance or might be selling a house and I can help them with the next house. Every single person that we talk to and that we're doing loans, you know, I'm doing loans with and you're writing policies on these people have a place that they work. So why would we, why wouldn't we ask them jointly, strategically, each of us independently, right? Saying, hey, um, could I ask for your help? Never a favor. You and I have talked about this thousands of times, right? Mm-hmm. Never a favor because people go, uh, yeah, what's the favor? But when you ask for help, people are saying, yeah, sure, I can help you. You know, thank you so much for writing this policy with me. Thank you so much for, for allowing me to do your mortgage. I'm wondering if I could get your help. Would you feel comfortable introducing me to the person in your HR or payroll department or the owner of your company? Wow. I would love to come in and do Lunch and Learn. And here's the great thing about it. I get the connection and can pass the connection to you. You get the connection, can pass it to me. Or we each get the connection and we invite one another to come and be a guest speaker at the Lunch and Learn. So there are thousands of opportunities available like that from us. And we just have to, like you said, we have to work on our business and not in our business and take that time to, to, to have these phone calls that we have on a weekly basis to be able to say and hold each other accountable to how many, let's say, uh, Tony, you know what, you make 10 calls, I'll make 10 calls and when we meet next time, let's see how many we got and let's go in and let's talk and let's figure out you know, when we can go do these lunch and learns because if you're listening to this and you have a partner who can help you with this, not only your practice as a lender, or if you're a realtor, you know, all of your clients had jobs, right? Um, All of the people that you already sold a house to, they have jobs because they haven't lost their house hopefully. So you can ask them, Hey, can I get your help? You know, I'd like to go do some lunch and learns and meet some new clients and educate them on the loan process, on the, the uh, real estate process, on the selling process, on the insurance process. And you can create, a grand group of individuals sort of a mini B and I that can address some of the concerns that people have it's not just insurance people have questions about life insurance do i have enough through my company should i get more you know who's aflac my company doesn't offer it Could i buy it separate maybe get an aflac person in there's um, a stager you could get in you could get an hvac guy in talking about about why it's warm in one room and cold in another you know, you can, you can really create a big team of individuals where you're the spearhead, you're the main contact, but you're bringing in these guest speakers on a quarterly or a semi-annual basis to these companies over and over and over and you become the preferred team, you know, the ho- preferred home services team, so to speak. Um mm-hmm. and so there's no reason why you couldn't do this with any insurance agent that you're working with. I mean, so I, I hope that everybody's hearing us when we're talking here is that what starts off as, well, I don't really know that the insurance agent's the best thing because he doesn't give me referrals, it turns into, Are you kidding me? There are so <laughs> many opportunities for the two of you to work together. You just have to sit down and work together. That's what it's about. Right. I mean, it's it's just that simple. I mean, wouldn't you agree, Tony? I mean, you know. I mean, you know this. We talk about it all the time.
0: It. You know, it's just you got. You can't be afraid to openly communicate, right? Yeah. For instance, yeah. you know, we when you if you feel something may not for whatever reason might be something that takes away from the relationship or. Perhaps it's a, in your mind it might be a conflict of interest for a client, Jen. If you never if you never spoke with me about that and we didn't have, have a moment to kind of review that together yeah. and figure out what that yeah. was, if you didn't uh, have that yeah. that courage at least to ask me, we I mean we would have met uh, what one time afterwards and that would have been it. And I think from yeah. ho- however long we've been talking, we've been able to to meet so many new people and. and really help each other work towards hitting our goals. Right. Well, you mentioned that in
1: the great retrace. You were mentioning that the other day in the great retrace, you know, you had said, you know, Hey, I just did this. And I got to thinking, you know, the only reason I did that is because you introduced me to this person because you asked me to help sponsor a class I did, which then went back to some, you know, um, Angelique, which then went back to someone else that we both know that met, you know, that we met through Angelique. It, then you were doing like the great retracing, saying, you know, look yeah. how cool. This is. Yeah, it's just, it's just yeah. really cool. So, okay, so as we close up today, because really that's what I want to do. I just wanted to get your opinion on all of this. I wanted to get something from your perspective, you know, if, if. A loan officer is one thing, right? So maybe there's a mm-hmm. some parting thoughts you have for loan officers. You know, maybe it's just do it. You know, shut up and go do it, like I say all the time. Um, or parting items for, you know, anyone else who's listening, who's a small business entrepreneur, an insurance agent. You know, I know insurance agents listen to this. Um, and I know that uh, realtors listen to our podcast. So, you know, do you have any parting thoughts on, you know, based on your experience with working with me or with anybody else that you have a strong relationship with, you know, what is, what is something that, that you would say that they have to do?
0: I think 100% you need to be intentional, right? You have that when yeah. you sit down mm-hmm. for that first mm-hmm. conversation. And, and when I say first conversation, of course, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm using an example if you meet somebody at a networking event, but when I say it could be the first conversation you have, with that insurance agent when you're done hearing this podcast and you're trying to fix that relationship right you need to be 100 mm-hmm. percent intentional with what you are looking to accomplish and the ideas that you have to get there mm-hmm. right you need to be intentional yeah. first
1: and no beating and no around way. the bush
0: No beating. there's no reason for it right there's no reason for it at all yeah i mean yeah. no no is the second best answer right because guess what, if, if that insurance agent tells you no, I'm sure the next insurance agent you call is more than happy to talk with you to get some of your, your business. You know what I mean? Um, yes. So be, be intentional and you, you gotta make sure that that person is open to, to doing that you know, and, and listening and, and they want to truly help and add value. If they don't want to, if they are more of a transactional person of, you know, get, send this to me, I'll m- run numbers, sell it, boom, we're done. You know, they may not want that relationship. Like you said earlier, they got to both want it. Right. So be intentional, make sure that it's something that they're open to Yeah, I mean, look
1: at the commitment.
0: Yeah. Look at the commitment we have. I mean, part of
1: the decision is it's a commitment that we talk every other week and that we're prepared for that conversation. Um, and Mm then we don't waste each other's time, you know, and I do that with six people total you know, you're one of my six people that I do that with. And, you know, it's, you just have to be really intentional with it. So, all right. Well, you know, Tony, I, I, again, I thank you. You know, I know when I called you and said, look, I really need a favor. I need you to be on my podcast to kind of share from, you know, your perspective. I, I really, really appreciate you taking time to, um, to share all of this with everybody and hopefully people have walked away and said, you know what, I can have a relationship with somebody else other than a realtor and here's how I'm going to do it. And perhaps we can even, we've even improved the relationships that people have with realtors as well. Um, Okay. So having said that, if someone has a question and they want, they want to follow up with you or they, they want you to talk to another insurance agent and convince them. uh, No, I'm teasing. But if they want to get a hold of you and find out more about you, how do they do that? What's the best way for them to get in touch with you?
0: Well, you know, uh, I've got a uh, you know decent online presence. Fortunately, I don't have uh, the most common name in the world, so um, you can find me on, yeah. on Facebook. You can Google Google Tony Inarelli Insurance, and I will pop up. Um, and to be quite honest with you, you can even call me directly. You know, do you mind if I just throw my cell phone number out there? I mean, I don't. I don't even mind that. Yeah, no, go ahead, and we'll put it in the show
1: notes anyway.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I mean, literally call me, 202-495-8449. You know, call me there. There you go. We'll look at the calendar, set a time to talk, and uh, I'd appreciate the opportunity.
1: Sounds great. Sounds great. Well, thank you again, and everybody, I want to say thank you so much for listening in. Um, As always, I hope you got a little nugget or two that you could um, take with you to to grow your business or grow personally, you know, in your sales skills and in your communication skills and your relationship skills. And again, because this particular podcast is a result of a question that was asked by one of the listeners. I want to encourage you to send questions to me. There's some topic that you would like to have specifically addressed. I am happy to address it, um, in this forum and get, you know, um, people like Tony on to help us get through, um, you know, through, through the, uh, answers, you know, so that we can continue to improve our business. So, um, thank you again for listening and we'll catch you next time. Thank you for
0: listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Looking to streamline and launch your practice by accessing Jen's tools, courses, classes, presentations, and resources? Visit genduplessis.com to learn about the features and benefits thousands of other professionals have experienced by enrolling in Jen's Lifetime Membership Program. Isn't it about time you consider a coach to take your business to new heights? Contact Jen to start your application process today. Thanks again, and be sure to tune in next week.